0: What's a Story? I'm Kim Burns, and we have a special show today with a couple of great friends of mine. Uh, The comedian, the employed comedian, Jane Condon, is with us today, and she's been places you've never been, like The View and The Today Show and uh, lots of other um, unbelievable comedian situations that she's going to tell us all about. We also have Peggy Boyce, who's the executive producer of Ladies of Laughter, which is an unbelievable franchise nationally that not only uh, has incredible contests to recognize women in comedy, but then promote their careers. And I'm actually going to start with Peggy. We're all friends here, by the way, so everybody can jump in and that's what this is all about. But Peggy, I just want to get a little bit of a background for our audience on the origin of the Ladies of Laughter, which was
1: like the late 80s, right? Well, actually, it was like 92, 1992. Uh, a dear friend of uh, actually Jane and mine, Uh, of ours was uh, Mary Jo Wapker, and she was really instrumental in helping a lot of uh, people, especially women, uh, get stage time in the late 80s. Um, And she very suddenly got sick in in 91 and passed, uh, actually in 92, it was very quick. Uh, She passed away very suddenly. And then uh, before she went into Sloan Kettering, she said, if anything happens to me, here's my folder. (laughs) And she was booking a lot of the ladies at the time, a lot of people, different people. Um, And so I kind of took over for her and started putting these ladies in all kinds of different places, a lot of bars, restaurants and so forth. And then uh, a few years I did, uh, we did an award in her name. It was called the Mary Jo Comedy Award. And we would uh, offer this award to give to women uh, sort of as a publicity or something sort of sweet when you're just starting out. Oh, we think you're going to be the next big thing. Like, and at the time there weren't that many women doing comedy. So it was kind of a big thing. And then uh, years went by and I decided, I kept trying to get sponsorship for it. Um, and lo and behold, in 1998, I was able to get to the right people at Anheuser-Busch and the program uh, Ladies of Laughter was, went live in uh, comedy clubs, theaters. Uh, and so that's really where it got sort of known nationally. Um, we did it the first year in a YWCA and then the second year we, we ended up going to comedy clubs and then we went into Caesars, Atlantic City. And, uh, and so that I, Square that Garden. And that's how it started. Yeah. That's how it started. And then like years went by and it's morphed into different things, but I always wanted to make it a tour with different ladies at different points in their careers. And so I was, you know, I was always like, that was my vision. I wanted to have A show where there were women that were just starting out and then women that were very seasoned. And it just, the newcomers and the professionals that have been doing it for years, mixing them together, it's really sort of been a great thing for it uh, because it's. it's,
0: Well, it's so smart because people do like to see new performers too right. particularly
1: if they've really
0: pulled it off and everybody can cheer for them I I know that at one point you did comedy yourself and right. I understand you were a juggler and I'm not sure what that really means I mean there's all sorts of terms <laughs> for juggling but you can yeah. explain your version to us but there had to have been a reason why Mary Jo felt like she could leave the file with you so to speak
1: yeah I would go with her when we when she would go and meet with different bar owners and club owners and things like that and I was really into it and I was like wanted i just was so excited about comedy and you know as you are when you first start out it's like everything is like exciting and new and fun and then slowly it wears you wears you down because there's just so much you have to overcome to keep it going you know to keep the enthusiasm and the material and then you have there's so many uh hurdles that you have to you know uh overcome Uh, And so, yeah, I was a juggler uh, because at the time uh, when I was a kid, you know, I used to, I taught myself how to juggle. Uh, I was always sent to my room. uh, And so my, that was, I had a lot of time to do that, but teach myself. I should have
0: done juggling while I was in my room. I didn't do anything.
1: Yeah. Well, at least I was so happy. I had my balls. And um, so, yeah, I just started juggling. And then, uh, you know, I, I just. I remember later on when I started comedy, I took a class. and Then, like, you have to do something different that nobody else is doing. And at the time, I was like, "Oh, there aren't any women jugglers. I'll try this." But it was very limited. You know, I had like a two-minute skip with the balls and the clubs, and I did it to you know Shania Twain song, <laughs> and that's how I closed my set. You know, and then um, I kind of you know, then the business part of it has taken over. And so I was like, you know what, I really just want, um, I felt like I I had something and I could contribute in a big way if I, if I just focused on the business end of it. So that's what I started to do.
0: Well, so obviously this is all about promoting women, which of course, Jane and I are forever grateful to people like yourself. So at what point Do the Janes start to enter? And then Jane, I know that Leia's Comic Standing was really the turning point for you. And then was it before or after you won
2: Ladies of Laughter? Last Comic Standing came after. Ladies of of Laughter really plucked me out of anonymity. Well, first Mary Jo uh, rescued me from Connecticut (laughs) and brought me over to Nyack to a place called the Coven. And it was just a great venue. And I could work out there and you know find out new material but yeah ladies of laughter was first and that got my confidence up uh mm-hmm. to win that and then a few years later i got last comic standing yeah
0: but that changed everything i mean then all of a yeah, sudden yeah yeah no, what's great is every it. place
2: you've ever done will want to use you once you have like a tv credit right know? right, so.
0: right. So uh, Peggy, when you're looking at Jane or all of these wonderful people, and I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of them perform in the shows that I produced on Garg last year was, you know, just beyond amazing. One of your recent winners. What is really the number one thing you're looking for in a new, in a new comic? I mean, some of it's obvious, obviously you're funny, but there's something, there's something (laughs) else. There's a special ingredient.
1: Uh, I think it's sort of like someone that you, that has, Something that you just can't maybe articulate, actually, because it's just something a little special, a little different. Uh, an attitude, the material. I mean, the people that come along and are sort of explode. The, you know, there's the people that uh, bring to the bring to them the act something that you haven't seen before. That's that's all it is. Um, and you'll see that with all of our winners; those are all people that have something special, different, uh, and they have their persona sort of already uh, already out there, like as part of their act. I know, like when I was starting, it was very diff- that was difficult for me to come up with a persona. Uh, and some people have it right at the get go. Some people develop it over time, but it's when you see it, you know it, and it's there. And uh, it's just being different and, and being yourself, being comfortable on stage. And uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, well, you
0: know, I think so much of it changed. I was talking to Zarna about it. And then I want to talk to Jane about uh, what you're doing with your Instagram reels. But Zarna was saying, you know, the minute she started doing TikTok, her whole life changed. Jane, how are you doing with going over to like an Instagram platform because as we all know in the old days when you had to make people come to your shows it was probably the worst experience ever and then finally i mean social media is really it's a great way to you know amplify everything you've got going on currently
2: well by the way your interview with zarna was great i just thank you yeah i really enjoyed that too we can all learn a lot from zarna um during the pandemic, I did the Burbank Comedy Festival. It went from being, I got in and it was live and then the pandemic, and then it went virtual. And I still remember Barbara Holiday saying, hey, it's great all of you who have TV credits, but uh, now we're looking at your social media numbers. So I'm there like, oh my God. I was always bumping up against 5,000, the limit on Facebook, but I'd heard about TikTok and Instagram reels. And I think TikTok is more for younger people. Um, but I, what I do is I'll shoot a video, um, and then I'll bring it into Instagram instead of creating it on Instagram, because then I can also use it on TikTok. Right. Um, but I go to Instagram first because I already had some followers and, um, anyway, I gotta tell you, it's, it's a lot of fun and you learn the difference between stories, which disappear in 24 hours and posts. Like I did a post today about, I don't know. I was losing at tennis with my son. So I just put the tennis ball in my mouth. I don't know what comes over. I saw
0: it because Jane, if you haven't played for 10 years, you got no business playing tennis. I'm sorry. (laughs)
2: Well, yeah, no, that's true. I I had no business, but it was a hot day and nobody wanted to play but me. So um, (laughs) anyway, it was, but that became a post because I had still shots. Okay. And you can do that little collection thing. And but the reels are the most fun. They're like little short videos. You're making your own little short film. And I like to try out sometimes new jokes because when you do multiple takes, cause you don't know which one's gonna be the best take. You might have a different background. Um, and anyway, then you find out what's the best take that but then there's a, still a lot left to do besides writing the joke, taping the joke and selecting it. Then you like to get trending audio and you have to tag your friends and location helps. It's sort of the more elements you can put into it, the more the algorithm, the almighty algorithm likes you. And uh, I, I, a, couple, a couple of months ago, I did uh, uh, a reel that was saying, um, uh, what did I, I said, uh, uh, reels algorithm. I, I love you reels algorithm. <laughs> and I said, that's what you call pandering. <laughs> it's complete I haven't, I haven't done one for TikTok yet, but that's on my to do list. Um, you know, so- one,
0: one, one question I hear for, for everybody, for all the ladies here, is uh, the whole difference, obviously, between men and women. And Peggy, maybe you can talk about it because you're really just promoting women, which thank you again for doing that. But I, I mean, how much of a discrepancy are we still seeing and men getting booked? Do they have to work as hard as Jane, who is famous, but still you're working really hard. I mean, you're putting this together. There is kind of no end to it every day, right. which I find really disturbing
2: because well, it not- starts. I just want to say I worked with this guy, Jack Gallagher, this summer, who's in the pantheon of, of the Boston comedians, and he helped start that legendary club called Ding Ho, and he's even older than I am. And he said, you just have to keep hustling. I yeah. mean, w- no matter what your age are, if you're in this game, you have to just keep doing it. And and, and I love the producing content. I, I think that's kind of fun. You can take your orphan jokes that no. might not go in a set and might not flow. But as a one-off, it can really pop. Well,
0: you, you can't get discouraged. I can't no. get discouraged while I'm trying you to have do to be, something. You, you know. Yeah. Well, no. Instead, you're getting pop ups about thinning hair and women shaving their face, and I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> you know, it's like
2: I. Yeah. I think you have to be a little bit delusional to get into comedy and to stay in it. Right. But you know, once you get some of that applause, you're going to get addicted. But I'm sorry, Peggy. I meant right. No, 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 short. not
0: at all. But Peggy, do you? And I, you would never do this intentionally, I'm sure, as a producer, but. Is there more of an allure for you Mm -hmm. when you see a younger comic? Because I tell some people, I'm like, well, I'm still only about here with my comedy. They're like, oh, you're a little old to be doing that. I'm like, no, no, no. So the beauty of it is I think you can be old and you know more and you have more wisdom and you have a better insight into the way life is supposed to work, so to speak. So. I don't think that's true at all, but we have more to talk about <laughs> more to talk about. And, you know, who wants to listen to somebody who doesn't know anything <laughs> anyway, Exactly. But, but Peggy, what do you see when you see like a fresh face up there? Do you automatically have this thing? of Whoa. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought, I don't think you can, I-, I, I don't think the person has to be young per se, but maybe it's somebody that I haven't seen before and I get excited about them, you know? Um, so like, like with Zarna, she was sort of, she, she's only been doing this, you know, a few years, but she's not a youngster, you know, no. she's, you know, she's sort of middle age, I guess you can call now, or almost there, I guess, if not al- already, but yeah, I mean, it's just somebody that brings something different that you don't see that you haven't seen before. So they can be young, but they can, you know, I, I've seen a lot of young Uh, comedians that I'm like, oh, wow, I've discovered, I've found a really great, fresh face. But then, you know, uh, not the ladies that have won, but then they go through the whole, there's just so much that you have to go through. And I see some of them fall off. You know, they may have entered the contest or became a finalist or they, they just sort of, you know, didn't make the finals, but they caught my eye, and then I'll see if you. It, it, it's just discouraging because it's a yes. very tough uh, thing, and you have to put up with so much as as, well, as and, a women, woman, woman yeah. too. I mean, you're really performing in these places for like an open mic that are like, you know, it's just grungy and
0: grungy. not fun.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, and when I, I never knew kid, I'd have
0: so many guy friends who talk about their generals. I just didn't know, but um, right. no. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that you got you got to let all that roll off your back until you make oh, it yeah. to
1: you but know the river and almost yeah. aligned to all of that's going on and just be so focused on what the end game is. But the bottom line is, there's really no end game. I mean, if you have to just, it's never going to end. It's almost like an addiction. Uh, it, 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 yeah. it's, it's
0: like, it's kind of like uh, golf, you know, I'm it's like, you know, I, see it. yeah.
1: I performed one of the last gigs that I did. I remember I went to a gig, someone booked me in Asbury park and the guy that was running the club, he used to be a comedian. I said, Oh, how come you don't do it anymore? And he said, I got better. <laughs> 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 it's and I remembered that. And I thought, I understand completely. He oh. didn't need to have that fed all the time he wanted you know he got married he had a family he decided I Enough. want something more than running around all over the world uh trying to get my 10 minutes or 15 minutes of fame you know well
0: there you know there are some of us who think I think I can get better at this and right. that that is part of it and it's not really delusional as much as any craft right. so that's that's my draw um, yeah, it's never yeah. the technical side. No, it was- I agree, but I
1: always remember that because I almost think that you have to be so focused to the almost to the effect where you you really. I mean, Jane probably knows this from uh, having two, you know, and you do too from being married with children. And uh, they're like, "What are you doing? You're going out? I mean, it's a holiday. What? Is- oh, I'm driving to West <laughs> wherever and uh, to do t- ten minutes." There's right. nothing sane about that. 10, five, five minutes. So, yeah, you well, have to was, it's funny, off. I think. mean,
0: J- Jane, you have done so many, and Planned Parenthood is a regular for you. You do all of these great events. We were talking earlier uh, before the show about the Undies Project, which is coming up September 10th in Stanford. Everybody needs to. To go and. Um, Kim is going
2: to MC it. And they, I recommended Kim and they love her. And if you're a girl comedian, please recommend another girl comedian. You know, that's just the other thing along. Right. I think that's one of the biggest
0: things we really should talk about. Great people like you, Jane, who you got to a certain point and you were able to help women along. I mean, Peggy, obviously you're doing that with the business every day. But um, do you guys, have you run into people who aren't like that? Because I have, and it's a little bit unnerving.
1: That just, haven't
0: that aren't like what I do, will are not interested in promoting you, and I mean even being
2: friendly. And it's you know no. I, I know you just steer clear. I but. I think it's a team sport. You know it is a team sport, and yeah. you help people, and they help you, and you all get better. You know, right? It's so um, James. Not everybody like, is right for every show. When I recommend somebody, I really am deeply thinking okay, for this fundraiser or this show, you know, who's right for it? No, that's totally true. As
0: you know, I produced the Rye Art Center uh, comedy, Leeds Comedy Night, which this year is on November 3rd. And because it's an all-female audience, I'm thinking about who's really going to appeal to those women. And, you know, it's a big night out for them. And Jane, I know you've done the show a couple of times. And Peggy's both wonderful. It is so wonderful. It's such a gift. I mean, it's such a gift because of the deprivation of the women who are in the audience. But
2: (laughs) they're just so happy to be out there. You do a great job. I find that that if you bring, there are a lot of people who really deeply love comedy, but they live, say, an hour or more out of the city and you got to get the babysitter in the parking and, you know, explain to your family why you're leaving. And, but if you bring comedy to them, they're the most appreciative audience in the world.
0: Yeah. And you know, what's interesting also is that it kind of goes back to some of these clubs in the city where I, I know, Jane, I know you've done this. I mean, I have performed in more shows with raunchy guys that I brought friends who are just horrified. I've had people walk out <laughs> yes. and, they, and they don't get what they're getting into. And I'm like, this is New York comedy, folks. It's okay. <laughs> And they're deeply offended, which I don't agree with. It's, you know, whatever that person's sense of humor happens to be and he's on the stage, you know, you don't have to love it, but you don't need to walk out either.
2: Yeah. Well, I still remember, I I tend to be more of a clean-ish comedian. Yes, you are. I I still remember a show uh, down on Ludlow Street. I think it was a bar. God knows why I was there. I didn't get on until 1 a.m. Well, first of all, the happy part of the story was, the guy carded me when I went in, I was already 40. And I just jumped into his (laughs) arm. Thank you. But I didn't get on until 1am. And the guy in front of me was just pussy this pussy that. And I got up and I thought, how can I even why am I here? And so I just want to say, well, hi, I'm Jane. I live in Connecticut, where pussy is still a small cat. (laughs) You know, so right away, I said who I am. And you know, audiences will turn on a dime if you are honest and, and they, they have a BS detector, like nobody's business and never, I never speak ill of an audience because they're smarter than you think they are. At least they can always tell what's true. If you're being authentic, whoever you are, if you're the raunchy comedian, you know, deliver that and they will honor that because that's who you are. But if you're me, you're not a mother effort kind of blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So just like who you are, like
0: Peggy was saying, you gotta, you gotta own your persona, which isn't always that easy to identify and going back again, I'm such a fan of Zarna's Um, and not that this would never be a slight to her, but her persona was so built in as far as this person who hates her family in India and, you know, this and that. And, um, and I looked at it with huge jealousy from the standpoint of, Boy, you've been thinking these thoughts for 25 years and you just crafted them into this beautiful set. And it and it just works. It just works. But it's not as easy for some people who don't have an identifiable thing within their persona. It's like, what am I supposed to be the lady plays too much tennis? Unlike Jane. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you but have you to should ask up. your yeah. friends.
2: Yeah. You should ask your friends what they see in you too. Oh no, Jane, never do that. <laughs> Well, I—I I mean, my persona eventually melted down to uptight Connecticut mom, and yeah. I'm like, okay. And then you can write to that you're really yeah. not uptight, Jane. Uh, okay. I'll—I'll I'll go with that. <laughs> <what>. Okay. <laughs> I don't you think are. it's true, but thank you. Um, I, I do swear a little more off stage than on stage. My son is their mom. You swear off stage, you let it go on stage, but. I don't know. It's, it's a slippery
0: slope. Um, it's a slippery slope.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, uh, well, I'm, you, well, put it this way, Jane. You don't need to, and that's really the upside. Yeah, it, you know, it takes, if you're a clean comic, it does take you longer to hit it. Really? Yeah, but it also takes you further once you do. So there's exactly very there's well. Yeah. That. So we've got uh, that so going for us. Yeah. But suburban ladies, you know, we have a voice. There aren't actually, and suburban moms, Kim, there aren't that many of us. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Cause I, I have so many grievances
0: and it just, and, and, and I can't be anything but truthful, which is cost me throughout my life, you know, locked in closets by nuns, you know, in the room juggling where I've been in all those places. But, um, I, I think you have, when you do have an authentic voice, because that's the way you think about the world comedy has been my savior in that I have a place to go where they can't really shun me for having, you know, an opinion that isn't like theirs. So I think it's really big. I think it's big. Uh, So Peggy, can you give us an idea of what you think the near future looks like for women in comedy? It's a really big question, but of course, we all survived the pandemic, which was a horrible, disgusting time comedy wise, I I don't want to talk about the the sadness of it. I want to talk about Jane doing a zoom with me and me like banging my head on the table because I couldn't take it. It's for some of us, it was super tough to even think about doing, because there's no audience reaction as we all know. But um, now that we are past that, hopefully um, what, what do you see as far as women and are there more opportunities in your opinion, aside from the great things that you're doing and then, and then, we're going to talk about Jane's shows coming up and the shows of ladies of
1: laughter coming up. Right. Well, I think in general, comedy definitely has, uh, has come back with a war. I think people do want to get out and they want things to have to go back to some sort of normalcy in terms of going to live events, not a hundred percent, but I think to some degree, you know, even at the, we just did a taping of the Friars, uh, ladies of laughter live at the Friars club. Uh, and we did with that. your
0: winners, with your past winners.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. It was it was amazing. It, it was, was amazing. one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was. Yeah. amazing. Everybody it, had ten minutes, and they brought I, their game. It was so so life
1: affirming. <laughs> right. I mean, it really was. It was a great night, and um, I even though there were a few people in the audience that were uh, had masks on, they were a little still nervous. Um, I think, in general, that people do want to go out. Um, and for women in comedy, I have to tell you, they're killing it. Women are killing it in comedy. I mean, uh, all the stuff that I'm seeing online and the people that are uh, that are being highlighted, you know, that you see, the Netflix specials, the Amazon specials, all of that, women are definitely killing it, it as opposed to when it was years ago when there really were only a couple of women killing it. Um, but now there's like a whole new wave of women that are, uh, you know, in their own right, celebrities. You know, these right. people that uh, a lot of the, you know, the Amy Schumers and the, who by the way, was one of our contestants earlier in the game. And uh, I She didn't remember, win. She I, didn't. Jane, you, you stepped <laughs> on my punchline. <laughs> I'm sorry, I stepped oh, on your line. You stepped <laughs> on my punchline. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, Amy Schumer and Tammy Pescatelli who was also a winner and people, you know, we've saw we saw a lot of these people go on. And Michelle Buteau, who's part of Ladies of Laughter, Jane, uh, Melissa Rauch from The Big Bang Theory, Jessica Kirsten, Carmen Lynch. The list goes on and on. I got to see a lot of these ladies when they first started out mm-hmm. and they're all killing it. The thing that I see now that's different from when it was many years, than it was many years ago, was the fact that women now can be on, you know, comics can be on The Tonight Show, but they're still, they're still working at the brouhaha or the, you know, chuckle hut the next day. So it doesn't mean like once you get on late night TV, you're, you're, you know, you're a branded star and, you, you know, you don't have to do those those clubs anymore, you still have to do your clubs because you have to still stay on your game. And so I always say, you know, great, the tonight show tonight, the tonight show tomorrow, the chuckle hut, because that's just (laughs) the the stand-up comedy is. But you'll get better gigs, you know, because now a lot of people have seen you and all that's great. The new thing that I've seen now with I don't know whether it's the Amy Schumering of America with women in comedy, but it's the talking about their Hoo ha has that I still have not. Uh, maybe it's because an older woman you would don't want to hear her talk about that. But I find that younger women now really are focused on their private parts. Uh, and I, I always say you know I I they they have the right and they sh- if they want to talk about their private parts they should. But I I don't I don't get that like as an older I woman I don't understand that whole thing and I maybe I'm out of the. You know. I don't
0: think you are. I mean, how tired do you get of the guys, you know, talking about their junk? I mean, you yeah. get tired of it. And yeah. I think I don't think it's any different. And I'm not this isn't directed at Amy Schumer, but I think it's um, a cop out. You know, it, it seems like an easy lap. It seems like an easy
1: place to go, so to speak. But, you I know, think it's a club set. I think like that's Amy right. Schumer is great. I think she she uh, she can do it because she's famous. Right. But right. when I see a lot of unknown people like doing it, I'm just like, why, why, why? When you get to a point where you can do what you want, you should. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's well, because it, right, I think Jane? it's. What do you think, Jane? What do you think about this? Speak well, up. we know I... Jane's
0: not talking about her. Who has <laughs> swearing?
2: <She> has that <laughs> she's that's... her vaginal surgery? That. That's all I get to say. Okay. Yeah. Um I actually when we did um, uh maybe two ladies of laughter contests ago I MC the new talent Michelle Ballin MC the pro talent and all the girls were going up and and talking about things down there and and blowjobs, which you know never happens in Connecticut and um Michelle Ballin said to me Jane what is going on here with all the young girls and I said I think it's the Amy Schumer effect look Amy saw a niche and she filled it, but they don't want an Amy Schumer clone. They want you right. to be different. Right. Yeah. You've got to find I mean. your niche, you know, Lisa Lampanelli, insult comic. And there's room for all of us. I actually, right. what I love about being a woman comic is by definition, we are different. People will remember you. You know, Kim, they'll probably you're going to stand up in New York and they'll say, Oh, are you that lady from Rye? Or, you know, <clears throat> they'd say to me, you know, oh, you're you're the Greenwich mom, you know. And right. We don't remember them because the men are kind of all white bread, right? You know, I mean, they've got a really tough time distinguishing themselves. At least, you know, what? I'm sounding like Amy Schumer, but when you start like when you start with a pair of breasts, you know, you're different. But okay, but going back to the show that I emceed with Michelle, she's she said, "What's going on?" I said, "Well, I think it's the Amy effect." And the last person who was going to go on, I'm going to introduce her, right? I'm, you know, we're down there, the standby zone, and. I said, "What's your name?" Jocelyn Chia, and I'm the. I said to her, "Do you work clean?" And she said, "Yes." And I said, "What do you do in the real world?" She said, "I'm a lawyer." I said, "You're going to win." <laughs> and she did. You yeah. know, it was just because I, know, she I know she she's different. Fabulous. Yeah, from the. Do you know? Well, also she was from Singapore. That makes her different. But I mean, she was totally clean right. and. And you're clever. Also, when, when you're in a contest like this, think about who the judges are. You know, right. they're probably not going to be someone you met at the open mic that, you know, it's right. people who are more established in comedy. Um Well, and there's
0: also a certain level of sophistication that can travel. And if you don't have, have that because you're only talking dirty, then, you know, people aren't going to. Yeah. Clap for the that. only
2: other thing I wanted to say to anybody entering it and all women should enter it. Actually, I saw Liz Glazer at the Boston Comedy Festival and I texted her and I said, you should enter this wonderful contest called Lays of Laughter because it meant so much to me. I got my first theater gigs. So it really is a launching pad. I met wonderful people. Peggy's the best producer who's out there. Yep. Um, and I can't remember what I was saying, but it doesn't matter. Liz okay. Glazer. Liz Glazer. Oh yeah, Liz. I told her enter it, and she did, and she won. <laughs> I know she did. You know, so I I I'm like did. always
1: scouting when I yeah, hear. Yeah, Jane she has won some turn. great rec- over the years. She has recommended and Kelly. I recommended Kelly. Oh yeah, Kelly yep. McFarland won. Kelly McFarland. Yep. and yep. I recommended
2: Christine Hurley, but I think she came in second. But that was okay.
0: Christine is uh, at the Andy's
2: project. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, oh, you two, you two are going to cover. You're a perfect balance for each other at this Stanford show, and the people who come to the Undies Project because I've done it a number of times, and 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 they wanted you back when I you know I said, you know how about Kim again? They're like, oh, absolutely, yeah, we have a great time every year. I like to do like every other year. Yeah, no, it keeps it fresh. Yeah, Um, yeah, Yeah, okay, ladies,
0: we're a little bit over our time. So Jane, aside from what you're doing with the Jay Condon for. Instagram reels, everybody needs to check in with that. Oh, thank
2: you. Yes, please come to Jake hunden for because I love an audience and it's so much fun. I want to keep doing it. I love getting my numbers up, you know, like and keep, follow. Keep getting and...
0: numbers up. That's the slogan tonight. <laughs> um, and then let's see, you're at the Burrough Comedy Night. Uh, that's for the Grounds United Way. And mm-hmm. that is September what? 23rd. September 23rd with Kelly.
2: Because I recommended Kelly, do you know what I mean? Like oh that's how it goes. So there, you actually have a gig at the Brouhaha. I just pulled <laughs> that out of the You know oh when goodness. you <laughs> when yeah, you said it, good. I was about to interrupt you, and <laughs> then I'm here, like, I let it come up naturally. Oh my gosh! I'm, well, what it right, you insulted me, but wow. I don't care. Look, I'm a mother, and I'm a comedian. No, I have. No I'm mom. sure it's a, a wonder if you're performing there. You, you and know, Kelly, it's actually a there, great thing. A it's out. a great thing with food trucks and. That when I did them last year with Tom Cotter, and they love Tom. I must admit, usually I recommend girls, but Tom is just Oh, I
0: love Tom. You know what? I I hired friends, Tom from our And parents, I love Carrie Louise's
2: wife too. And we were with this it, it was still outdoors in September. I'd I'd gone, you know, the different dates in the pandemic. We're on a basketball court. We were supposed to be in the auditorium, but things had reared their ugly heads. So we're back outside. And I said, well, this is the first time I've ever had a train interrupt my act because the Amtrak train was going right through beside the, it's, uh, it was Eastern Greenwich Civic Center. And every 10 minutes it would come back. You just have to give up and stop the show. And I just have everybody wave to the train. And then it went back again. And then it's coming back and I'm about to wind up. And every time I'd, I'd waved at it and tried to say something funny about trains and we don't get them in comedy clubs. And, and I went like this. And I went, huh, huh. And the guy, I didn't know the conductor could see me. He went, huh, huh. And the place went bananas. <laughs> it's it was so great. perfect.
0: It, so Peggy, um, I just want everybody to be able to go on your website then, ladies of laughter and look at dot org. ladies of laughter dot org. Some people dot org, dot org, everything you've got coming up. Uh, <laughs> all the, all the great shows and Jane, all you have to do is Google you and it's pages and pages and pages.
1: <laughs> I, I
2: should make it shorter, but
1: and I told you like to should. If I could, I'd like to yes. mention the uh, the Ladies of Laughter Friars Club um, live at the Friars Club. We're in the middle of uh, editing it; it should be done shortly, and we are super excited. It's the first live recording of all women comedians. At the Friars Club, that has ever been done. So yeah. it's really sort of a, a historic CD or, however, digital recording that you'll you'll see. And I also want to say I love the uh, Haha Comedy Club. I wish I could perform there, but I don't <laughs> perform anymore. Um, and also, we'll be at the Emlyn Theater in Marinette on October fifteenth. And then Jane and uh, Kim, you're going to be at the Emlyn on April first. April first. Oh, yay! Yes, yes, we
0: are. And Great. I think we Jane. I heard you were doing a show at uh, in South Salem on October sixth. Oh, that well, now I'm sure. in.
2: Oh great. Oh great, great, great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what's the nice young man's name? Carmen. Yeah,
0: Danny Gale- Livingston is the it's our mutual friend, and Carmen, Carmen is the one Gillespie who started putting the shows together.
2: That will yeah. be so much fun.
0: I know no, it's always fun. Horses and hounds or something.
2: Yes, it's horses and hounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, ladies, thank you so much for joining you, me today. Kat. This is great. Uh Peggy boys executive director, Lays of Lisa Blaster, and my great friend the Comedian Jane Condon. Um, have a great time at the Andes Project. They're going to love and adore you. The two. Well, of Well, you. thank you. And, and I mean, I can't wait to meet Christine. That'll be a blast. I oh, have every. I have everybody. I'll come remember out. her. She's one of the. She's one of the funniest people I've ever met. I mean, Please. the other thing is, is that it just like it just makes your heart feel fantastic that you think that you are supplying dignity to women in shelters and children who won't go to school because they don't have underpants. I mean, it just like the the thought of it is so horrifying that let's just all go out there and and support these great people. But thank you again, ladies. This is Kim Burns with What's a Story. See you next time.